You're about to listen to a message by Reverend Yomi Kasali of Foundation of Truth Assembly. May the word you hear bear fruit in your heart now and always. Praise God, praise God, hallelujah. Put your hands together, everybody. Put your hands together. Now, all of you listen to me. I'll be saying something here. I'm, I'm a teacher. And what I'll be teaching you is to tell you why. Listen, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Naturally, naturally, it is more blessed to receive than to give. Oh no, George, are you with me? Naturally, Sister Margaret, I would prefer it is more blessed. The word blessed or blessedness. I'm a blessed man. When you say bless me, bless me. You know when people used to come to you, ah, madam, bless me. Some bless me now, bless my life. So the idea is I give me money. If you say God bless you, they say not like that. Bless me, bless me. And I say God bless you. Oh, 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 madam, real blessing. Bless me now, bless my life. What they mean is that give me. To us, we feel it is more blessed to receive than to give. But how can scripture say to us, it is more blessed to give than to receive? Why is that scripture so? If you read through the entire passage of the book of Acts, you find giving everywhere. Listen, the subject of giving has generated lots of controversies lately. And I believe the enemy has used the opportunity to poison the hearts of many concerning that issue so that they will lose the benefits of giving towards the kingdom. First, Second Corinthians 2 verse 11. Second Corinthians 2 11 tells us, lest Satan should get an advantage over us for we are not ignorant of his devices. Lest Satan should have an advantage over us, we are not ignorant of his devices. So if we are ignorant of his devices, the enemy will have an advantage over us. Now listen to me. Because people have said on social media today, they abuse pastors. They abuse churches. If I don't in COVID, people are not saying, aha, churches are not giving. All the tithes are nothing they are taking. They should give. They should give. They should give. Shh, 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 shh. They have a point. But we should go to the scripture to find out what the Bible has said concerning giving. Do they have a, script, a point? Yes. When there was a famine in the Bible days, what did the church do? The rich church contributed money to go and give to the poor people in Jerusalem. So when people say that, they are saying the right thing. It is biblical. However, let me teach you today what the scripture says about giving. I also believe that in charity. Listen. That many preachers haven't handled the word of God sincerely. Now, I'm going to say this honestly. I believe many preachers haven't handled this word. You know the way you handle the word it matters. Sincerely on the subject of giving. Rather deceitfully. As scriptures mentioned in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse number 2. Look at it. says... I have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking, this is Paul, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. 
So it's possible for a preacher to handle, watch me, the word of God deceitfully. So I want to get money from you. I now twist scriptures. Oh Jesus. I twist passages of scriptures. Deceitfully handling the word. The word of God is not deceitful. It's a preacher that's deceitful. The word of God is not evil. It's the evil preacher that holds the word that becomes evil. They twist the scripture. They twist it. And so they want to take money from you. They twist scripture for their own personal benefits. Handling the word of God deceitfully. Underline that. That's what the Bible says to us. Study to show yourself approved. A workman that need not be ashamed. Rightly dividing or handling the word of God. So today, this is foundation of truth assembly. I will teach you the truth about giving. From the Bible as an act of the apostles. The early church was a giving church. They were a praying church. They were also a giving church. I grew up in a church where they don't give. They didn't make that act right. They prayed, they didn't give. The early church was a what? Giving church. They were a praying church. They also a giving church. However, Janet, the problem is this. You, listen to me. Many of you don't know there are different kinds of giving. So, Kubule, write it down. I just wrote these five things down upstairs. When I was changing from my first dress, the Holy Spirit told me, tell them there are different kinds of giving. So, you cannot understand the giving that they did in the early church is only one of these five kinds of giving. There are many more kinds. When I say kinds, I'm not saying tight, offering. No, 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 prophet offering. Mm -mm. Uh -uh, you missed it. I will show you today, naturally speaking. Number one, there's something called thanksgiving. Write it down. Thanksgiving is mentioned in the Bible. What's thanksgiving? As the name infers. When you give in appreciation of a kind gesture. The ten lepers were healed. Jesus said to them, go and offer to the priests what the law of Moses commands you to do. Go and do thanksgiving because the church had not yet been born. Go to the priest and do what? Thanksgiving. Why? God healed you. So go back to God in the synagogue and the temple. To what? To thank him. Are you with me? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. The alabaster box woman, when she came to God to give God that alabaster box offering, she was thanking Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You don't get it. That was a thanksgiving. She was saying, thank you for saving my soul. Many men and women have come to see me when God blessed them. Say, Reverend, Reverend Kasali, I want to thank God for that breakthrough, that miracle. I'm giving God this. I'm giving you a servant of God that God used this. I take it. I pray for them. They're not giving me prophet of you know. 
Thanksgiving. Prophet of is different. Everything starts with your heart. Prophet offering. There are people I know. There's a man I know. He's in Holland. Every month sends me enabler and prophet offering. This is my pastor. I want to communicate to him. That's different from thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, that man is not saying thank you for your blessing. No. Enabler. Are you with me now? This one is thanksgiving. Number two. This number two is separate. Because this is what I'm going to. This is why I said the church has not, they've not handled this word well. Number two, man, is business giving. Write it down. I don't even wonder what's business giving. I, I, I want to teach you five kinds so you can understand. The reason I'm saying the judge, I want you to understand why the pastors have not handled the word of God right. Business giving is an exchange of money for profit purposes and returns as well. So if I'm doing business with Mr. Dare, Violet, and I'm giving Dare money for business, I'm what? Oh, you mean that what? I'm expecting something back. That is the mistake the pastors have made. They tell you to give to God and do business with God. So 90% of those are giving in church. Come and give. If you want that thing, come and give. Now you give it back. You can't do business with God. So we've turned church giving to business giving. Because we know that you will never give except you're expecting something back in return. So we appease your greedy heart. Like 419 people will do to you. Like hush people will do to you. Now they have money for you so come and give this I'll give you back. You quickly go and give your life savings because of your greedy intent. Of expecting back. Don't forget the first one, Thanksgiving. You are not expecting because you have actually received something. You are going to give to thank God. Second one, you want to do business with God. Uh, this is my breakthrough. Uh, bring breakthrough offering. Ten thousand dollars. You get it. Uh, are you sure? Okay, let me go and do business with God. You now give. So when will I get it? In six months. Six months. Oh yeah, now after that, MMM. I did why, why, why? So you are doing business with God. That was exactly what that guy said in Acts chapter 8. Simone, he said, I will give you money. Give me the power of God. And Peter, Peter said, thy money perish with you. For thou hast thought that you can purchase the gift of God with money. Acts chapter 8 verse 20. This is still happening today in church. Listen to me everybody. Nobody can ever purchase the gift and the graces of God with money. Freely you have received, freely give. God's grace is free. God's gift is free. You can never receive anything from God by buying the God's gift and God's grace. It's not for sale in a supermarket. No way. If you are coming to God, you give from your heart. Don't expect anything back in return. When he gives you, go and give thanksgiving to him back. He said, you have thought you can purchase the gift of God. God's gifts and God's graces are not for sale. You missed it. God's gifts and God's graces are not for sale. Can I say it again? God's gifts and God's graces are not for sale. Can I say it one more time? God's gifts and God's graces are not for sale. Don't you ever think you can buy God's gift with a breakthrough offering, with a business 
profit offering, with a miracle offering, with a promotion offering. All those things are lies. God's gifts, God's graces are not for sale. Is there Acts 8.20. If you don't know anything, go and read that passage well. The gift of God may not be purchased with money. You cannot have a passage of scripture as clear and loud as that. The gifts of God are not for sale. Number one was what? Number two is what? Number three is what you people don't know. That when I give my, eh, I'm not expecting back. I call it, I call it. Responsible and supportive giving. It's my own English word. Please ignore me if I don't have a better word. Responsible and supportive giving. Now, those that give to their words, their children, their parents, their lovers, their spouses, as acts of responsibilities and support. Are you saying when I pay my son's school fees or when I give my wife money, that there's a kind of giving that that one is relationship, family. In fact, it's an act of what? Responsibility. If I don't give my wife money, I am considered an irresponsible man. Oh! If I don't give, if my daughter at age 18 says, Daddy, I need a new phone, and I cannot give my daughter money, and I say, Ah, I'm a giving man. I'm giving. How? Oh, I give my wife money. <laughs> You can see, she is laughing. <laughs> George, <laughs> you come to church. Say, gentlemen, I'm a giving person. Why? Daddy, I give my wife money. I give my daughter money. People will look at you and say, is he okay? Should we take him to our room? It is normal. It's, it is when you don't do that giving, they say you have a problem. Am I right? So how can you now say you're a giving person? Well, the church is preaching every Sunday. Give your wife money. We're giving church. Our members give their wives money. You are not a giving church when you do what unbelievers do. Violet, unbelievers give their spouses money. They give their children money. They pay their school fees. That is acts of what? Responsibility. How dare you say you are a giver because you are doing that. If you don't do that, we say you are not normal. Then it is not a big deal when I give my wife one million. It's a big deal. If I give you one million, expecting nothing back in return. Ah! Then they say, I'm a giver. Take your giving life. It is normal. It is self-centered giving. Because my wife, my children are myself. So when I give myself money, I'm not thinking I'm a giver. I come to church and say, praise the Lord. I want to give a testimony. I just bought a new car for myself. So I'm a giver. <laughs> bought a new car for yourself. I say you're a giver. Hey, are you with me? It's your own money, your own car, your own self. Excuse me. Number one is what? Thanksgiving. Number, you see, the, way I'm, the reason I'm saying this is I'm going somewhere. And where I'm going to is to explain to you Eh, the kind of giving they did in the book of Acts to know whether you are a giving church or a giving Christian or not. That's what I'm going to and I will close my service in 28 minutes. Don't, don't you ever say you're a giver because 
you do thanksgiving. When you don't do thanksgiving, we consider it anomaly and evil. Don't say you're a giver because you do business giving. You are engaged in a business profit. You make losses. You make, ah. Don't say you're a giver because you do responsibility giving. Ah. You're not a giver. If you don't give to your own loved ones and your parents, we should be saying you are, you are ashamed of yourself. Number four is what I call payments. Payments. There's another kind of giving. Giving to institutions and entities. You owe monies for services rendered. Number one, taxes. Number two, never bill. Number three, tributes. Number four, tithes. People don't know that tithe is there. I don't give tithe, I pay my tithe. So, people are thinking when they, when they give tithe, they're helping God. Because you don't know what God has done for you. This is where tithe enter for me, for me, from the scriptures. The way I pay my taxes to government for giving me road. Sorry. They didn't give us road. We still pay taxes. I pay tributes. I pay bills. If I don't pay my bill, they will toss my phone. If you don't pay your bill to your um, network provider, you will not have data to watch what you are watching now. So don't you ever say you are a giver because you are buying data. You are paying for services rendered. Oh, am I communicating? Reverend, Reverend, I'm a giver. I'm a giver. Look, last month, I just paid my house rent. <laughs> don't pay. Don't pay. The landlord rendered service. Now give you what? Shelter. You are paying for shelter. You say you're a giver. Payment and giving are two different things. Payment and giving are not the same. Mommy, are you with me? Are you here? Number one is what? Number two is what? They are not mentioned in the Bible. But God condemned business giving. Number three is what? So that's not the one mentioned in the Bible. Number four is what? Eh? Now, number five is what is mentioned in the book of Acts. That is what I want to speak on today. It's called charity. People don't know charity, charity, alms giving, charity or alms giving, A L M S. Violet, Christians don't ever know that that's what the book of Acts did. We don't do alms anymore. We don't know that is what the Bible calls giving. And I will teach you what properly is called alms giving today. Oh, Jesus, help me, help me. Charity is the main work of the church. The main work of the church. Simply means giving to those that are weak, poor, and cannot give back to you. Oh, write it down. Giving to those that are weak, feeble, and poor, and cannot give back to you. When you do that, then you are doing what? Charitable works. That's the one they did in the church. That's what Jesus did. That's what the Bible considers giving. Giving. 
The book of Acts is splattered with the rich bringing of their wealth to do charity. In fact, people don't know charity that the church used to do. Listen to me, George. It's what gave back to modern day NGOs. In America, when they became godless, they were not going to church anymore. They now took NGOs out of church. Now they're doing non-governmental. They now call it faith-based charitables. In England, church is considered a charity. In the constitution of England, when you go to London or UK to register your church, they will call it, they put you under charity commission. Charity commission, benevolence. So all the churches in England are considered not business enterprise. So if you pay tithe to your church, your church will go to the government and say, these people are giving us money to do charity in the community. So those monies are tax deductibles. So you can go back to the government and claim your money back because you can't pay taxes twice. Since I've given you tax as government, I'm giving church also tax to help me do charity. I can go and take that tithe from church, from government. Today, church has become a business enterprise, not a charitable institution. Because we are supposed to be doing charity. What is charity? When you show love to those that cannot show back to you. When you give to those that cannot give back to you. That is the proper charity. Reverend, are you saying we should not give money to our bishops anymore? Uh, no. There is prophet offering. That one takes care of your communication to your servant of God over your life. There is donations. There is tithe. And there is charity. So every month when I look at how much money I make, when I pay my tithe, I ask myself, Yomi Kasali, how much have you given to charity? So I look for people that need school fees. I pay. Like today, she and I were talking upstairs in this afternoon in my office, me and uh, Sister Margaret, and she was telling me that this, how much palliative she's doing during this season, pandemic season, as a person. Because there are people that can't eat, that we know are not lazy, not lazy people. Though. Bible says, eat that does not work, she not eat. <laughs> there are some people that should be hungry. They should be hungry. <laughs> they sit at home. They won't work. They want you, 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 you. Give them money. Lazy people. So if I give you money, I'm violating scripture. Second Thessalonians chapter two. He said, "But Paul calls them busy bodies." Read the Bible. Second Thessalonians chapter two. Let me bring it up. He calls them busy bodies. Doing money, getting involved in other people's things. They will sit at home, they will not work. Church, give money, church, give money. I, I need money, oh, I need money, oh. And you are the one giving them all the money, trying to carry them along. Praise the Lord. I said, Praise the Lord. Uh, so, you need to understand. Eh? Chapter 3, verse, chapter 3, verse 11. Second Thessalonians, chapter 3, verse 11. Second Thessalonians chapter 3. Give me Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 11. So I can give you those busy bodies. Eh? He says, eh? For we hear that 
that there are some which walk among you. Eh, George, disorderly. Eh, walking not at all, but are busy bodies. They're not walking. Look at verse 10. Go to verse 10. Eh, for even when we were with you, this we commanded you, Sheyo, all of you, we commanded you, if any man will not walk, Janet, neither should what? He now said in verse 11. It was a commandment. Verse 11. Because I have heard that there are some people around you in Fota just up and around disorderly. Walking not at all. But they are what? Busy bodies. Getting involved. Come. come can you do volunteer work in church? No, no, work. Okay, can you do free work? I'm not going to work. What do you do? I need money. <laughs> Bible calls them busy bodies. Sometimes we still give them food so they will not collapse. Because we give them food though, but we're violating scripture. I think they should go to charity out there. You go the Nigerian, they don't walk, but they want to eat. I don't mind you walking and you have five children and you are earning 40,000 years salary. I would rather give you charity. I love such people because man is not listening. He's a security man somewhere. He has five children. Even though I have two. I don't know why you have to go have five, but I still forgive you. <laughs> I would rather forgive that offense. I will, I will joyfully forgive that offense because you should stop having children. There's a pastor I know that has seven children. He's earning 30,000 seven children. I said, come, come. Did you mistakenly have seven? At three, couldn't you stop the whole thing? You had four. At four, they begged you, you had five. At five, you say you made a mistake, you had six. What mistake? By seven, you say you made a mistake. You say, <laughs> Mistake. <laughs> we are going. You mistakenly pregnant until fifty. You keep mistakenly, mistakenly, mistakenly. Abba, there's family planning. Don't come and tell me. Eh, come on, busy. Come on, resi. No, 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 that that's busy, resi. Don't give me that that nonsense. <laughs> eh? Be fruitful. You are fruitful. Actually, we know you are fruitful. Some don't have one. I tell you, you have multiplied. You have multiplied enough. Because of three, we give back to three, three, three. Eh? That's nine. Through you alone. So don't be the one that will multiply the whole thing for the, for the whole nation. Hmm? <laughs> God will help us. Hmm? Say, my colleague in the north, there are 40 children. Are you another now? My colleague in the north, Reverend, there are 40 children, 17 wives. Are you another now? That's how they have all, all kind of crises there. Praise God. I said, Praise God. So, we have to go back to the word. So, like I said, charity is why the church exists. So, you have to understand no, I give you five kinds of giving. Number one is one. That one is when you give based on what you have received to say thank you. Number two is what? That one has nothing to do with thanksgiving. It is profit driven. Don't come to church trying to do profit with God. Number three is what? If you do responsible giving, it's your responsibility. Don't come to the church and start jumping up every Sunday. Why? I gave my son school fees. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Are you? I mean, pastor, I want to celebrate my life. Why? I gave housekeeping to my wife. You are celebrating your life. Why? I gave upkeep to my wife domestically. 
You are jumping up. Why are you dancing? I paid. I'll skip. They will look at you and say, who should do it? Your neighbor? Eh? Your pastor should not do it for you. Number four. When you do your payment, when you pay your bills, I don't jump up. I get angry. Even when I pay my own bills, because those bills are high. My telephone bills are high. When I pay it, I'm like, ah. But they lend that service now. Oh, no man, nothing. Romans 13. I'm only paying for what I've used. You pay Nepal B, they don't give you light. But you still have to pay next week, next month. If you don't pay, they'll cut it one, they don't even give you. You will not get one in the future. You pay your bills. Number five, charity. When we say church giving in the Bible, what we mean is what? Charity. Charity is when you give to somebody or something and not expect back in return. Don't forget that. It's called love feast. The true love feast is when you do a feast and you bring the poor, the blind, the lame, look 14, to a place. That's a feast of charity. If I do a party and I invite Sister Kubule, Pastor George, Sir Margaret, Pastor Pedro to my party and they say, Pastor, you have done well. I'm having my own party next week too. That's not love feast though. Because I'm inviting you so you can invite me. But Bible says, when you do a feast, uh, you see now, when thou makest a feast, look at it. Call who? George, look at it. The poor, the maim, the lame, the blind. Verse 14. And thou shalt be blessed. Why? For they cannot recompense you. Thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. I only did this feast, Dickens and Gossio. Once in my life, I was still a young man, bubbling with fire, bubbling with power, bubbling with energy. I read the scripture one time. Me and my friend, Chukudi, we said, we will do love feast. We, are, we gather them together. We did a small party in a small hall. We went to great people that are poor. We brought them in. We fed them. They went. Said, hey, we are doing love feast. I did love feast. Those who came, they ate the whole thing, almost ate the plate, and they left. They were very hungry. I'm sure that's why God blessed me. Because they could not recompense for me. If I do a party, call it birthday party. Call it dog birthday party. Call it housewarming party. Call it car buying party. Whatever they want to call it. You now invite the very rich. And Liko does that. Or Ted Dollar does that. What are you doing differently? They come. They see what you do your own party in their hearts. I will show this man I'm richer than him. Next month, they give you video card. You two come to our own party. You two go there and say, eh, ah, okay. Next year, my own party will be better than this one. You are deceiving your... Because those people are recompensing. You have received your reward. They invited you back. So the giving God is calling charity. is when you give to people that cannot return. Go to that Luke 14. It says your feast is the proper charity. That's the charity feast. If you see it, verse 14, 15, 16. That's the charity. That feast is called charity. That's a proper love feast. Proper love feast. Feast of charity. Feast of charity. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name so we can have our feasts as indeed charitable feasts. Charity in scripture is called agape. It's God's kind of love. The other ones I told you are man kind of love. God's kind of love means you give back to people that cannot give, you give to people that cannot give back to you. Agape love. But self love is when you give to people you are expecting back in return. You miss that. You miss that. A man will look at a girl. Watch me. 
On social media, look at the girl, I like you. Give her an iPhone. iPhone what now? Tell her 11. You can say, thank you, thank you. <laughs> it's okay. The man is waiting for something back. Am I right? Uh, following week, the man take you to his house. Buy you another small gift. Thank you, thank you. Now begin to touch you. So what's all this? What's all this? Violet, ah. the man will say, do you think I was wasting my money on you? You think it's free? All those gifts I was giving you is to get something back. So you, this girl, stop taking those gifts. Too. They want something. Because it's not love gift. It's not, it's not charity. It's self. It's not, they're, not, they're not born again. If you take iPhone from a man that's not born again, you say, I thought, I thought you were just helping me. We are helping you. <laughs> hey, helping you how? Helping you how? Even those born again want something. How much more those not born again? Helping you how? It's not using agape love. It's agape love that we give and not expect anything back. That's the giving they did in the book of Acts. That's the giving church. That's why our giving is flawed. Because we complain, Daddy. Because we are still natural. We're not working, we're not supernatural. We complain. Then we look at the faces we give to. There are people that won't give to some people that don't that they don't like. But that's 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 not what Bible calls agape. You only give to those that say yes, sir, yes, sir, to you. Hey, hey, good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, man. Good afternoon. Man. <laughs> so it's a good candidate for my giving. Yeah, come, come, come. Take. You are simply giving to the yes, man, and yes, sir. You are responding to the way they greet you. So you have your reward. So when they come tomorrow, no money in down, but crawling, they have just say thank you. But if you do charity, Charity is different. Charity is a spirit. That's why in First Corinthians chapter, chapter 13, I think verse 4, 13, Paul said, if I give my own goods, even my body to be burnt and have no charity. Is it possible to give that much without charity? Yes. You can be given because of you want something back in return. Politicians do this. You see, though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burnt and have no charity, it profits me. Is it possible to get to this point without charity? Is there a way? Can something else inspire giving outside charity? Yes, I just told you here. There are different things that inspire giving without charity at the back of it. My Bible says me that. Politicians will give, they can take 20 billion to give all of you 10,000 to get votes. You think they love you? They don't love you. Oh, they don't love you. It's not charity backed. That giving is not charity backed. It is power inspired. They want to be governor, president. When they get it, they, will, they are buying your conscience, buying your souls. That giving is not charity backed. You must be careful to give only and to ensure charity backs our giving. Oh Lord, help us. I ask that God, you speak to us again as I just heard you. Let our giving be charity backed in the name of Jesus. Charity inspired. Charity motivated. Charity driven. 
in the name of Jesus. Let's look at you, oh God, where we give. Not look at the people we give to. Let's see what you did on the cross. How you gave to us everything that you had. Just because you love us. Let us see and give like you gave. In the name of Jesus. That's giving as Christ gave. Praise God. So, in the book of Acts chapter 2. Look at Acts 2 verse 44. The church came. That's where the word communal giving came from. Acts 2 44. The disciples gave everything. They had everything in common. And all that believed were together and had all things in common. That word common is from the word communion. That's why you have the word shh, communism. That's where communism comes from. They had all things in common. They had all things. Just one more. You know, I sweat a lot. They had all things in common. Why? Can I tell you why they had nothing in common? Verse 25. Look at me. Meaning, watch me. This is communism or socialism. Meaning, they sold their possessions and goods and then parted them all to all men as every man had need. So, watch me. That is what? Five million naira. That man is what? Ten million. Ten million. Two million. Ten million. Then this was a poor. We bring all that our money together. It becomes 45 million. We now make sure that everybody we have 45 million provide for the needs of everybody society we provide the road here provide clothes here provide food here so all of us add everything in common common means that nobody is outstanding above order nobody is standing out above order we are all common it's called leveler that's what you have in the west in america in britain some countries socialist countries they tax the very rich take so much money from them watch me they're very very rich Take so much money from them. Try to bring them down, but they can't bring them money from them. Watch me. They go to the poor and judge. They fund the poor lifestyle so they can go up a little bit. This one's come down. So this will have almost everything in common. That's the idea of having things in common. They take so much money from the very, very rich. Deploy it to the very, very poor communities. Education, health, so telecoms, road, housing. So all these poor people from here are moving up. So that they are here, they are almost at the same level. Do you get the point now? That's the idea here. The rich sold everything, brought to the apostles. Apostles, okay, you poor, 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 come up small. So at least you can see your rich brother in church. Ah, brother, how are you, sister? The rich are willing to give, so that there will be everything in common. That is charity. Because the way I know, meanwhile, capitalism and communism are different, George. I, I'm a capitalist. Why would I want you to come up? My plan is I should be going higher so you can be serving me forever. So when I come to church, we have the haves and the have-nots. So we can show ourselves that we are different from you. Are you with me now? So that, so, so that if I don't want to give, I don't want to give to alleviate poverty. Pastor Philip Bakulemo told me yesterday about a tweet he saw somewhere and he tweeted it, he sent it to me of what late the sage late chief Obafemolo said that the reason he wanted to change the country then was so that the the children of his driver you know it, will not drive his own children the children of his cooks will not cook for his children so he said he was going to invest in education I see the man, they call him socialist. He said, I will invest in education. 
when I look at my driver and the children, ah, my own children can never be like this. But I don't want their own children to tell my own children too. This man is driving me. I don't want his children to tell my children. Look at my cook. I don't want the children of my cook to cook for my children. So the only way to help those children is what? Education. So I will so much educate them, they will be smart. They can then on their own get out of poverty line and they don't have to be drivers and cooks. But the last time I checked, don't tell them I told you. The Nigerian leadership government, they're not interested in that. National Assembly does not want the children of their drivers to tell their children. They want the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren of their drivers <laughs> to continue to tell their own great-great-great-grandchildren. <laughs> Are you with me? They want the great-great-great-grandchildren of their cooks to be cooks forever and their gardeners. I don't care about them. I don't care. Shh. But I care about the church. The church should not have that spirit. The church should say, no, let's make sure education is free. The church should be championing free education. The church, unfortunately, the church schools are even more expensive. Capitalism, you're getting it. The church, the early church was a giving church. We should be the one championing free education. Free education. Free education. We should be championing it. We can't. They gave everything. That is what they call giving. Number two. In Acts chapter four, second, there are seven acts of giving mentioned in the book of Acts. The first act is, I just told you, disciples gave everything. They were changing so they can be in common. Second act, they gave all, they are all to the Lord so that they had no lack. Acts chapter four, verse 34 to 37. In the first one, the first act, is in common. Note it. In what? Common. Second act of giving in church is no lack. Neither was there any among them that lacked. Oh, you missed that. The first act of giving was so that they could have everything in common. Second act of giving in Acts chapter 4, verse 34. Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of lands, houses, Sold them, brought the prices of the things they were sold into where? Verse 35, 35. And they laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made to every man according as he had need, not want. We are to meet your needs, not your greeds. So if you see, a man in your choir, in your usher, who is not having any work, 21-year-old boy, who is not schooling, saying, excuse me, and the church is not giving. Why? They're not giving. Why? I told them I wanted the iPhone 10. <laughs> Uncle, come here. How old are you? 21, 22. Uh, your church is not giving. Yes. Photo is not giving. Photo is not giving. Why? They didn't meet my need. What's your need? iPhone 11. You are laughing. Is, is, is that a need for a jobless young boy who has no admission? Saying, I want iPhone 10. And Minister Dad gave me 20,000 naira to go and buy a phone in Computer Village. Ah, that's not good. His own children are using iPhone 15. His own children. You are comparing yourself with Pastor Giri's children. 
do, do you see that we have a problem? The early church were meeting needs, not greeds. The idea is that nobody should lack. Not that everybody should have in excess. So if I give you 5,000 during pandemic to buy rice, tomato, and gari, how much they give us? How much? How much? How much? Sir Margaret, 5,000 naira. How much? Hey! And the church, the church, the church is not giving. Give 5,000 naira. Can 5,000 give you rice? Gary, yes. You are greedy. We have met your need so that you will not lack. Our target is so that they will not lack. Not that they should have in excess. So. Are, are you with me? The early church gave to meet. The first one is what? In common. Number two is what? No lack. No lack. They ensured there was no visible lack. In fact, if you read to verse 37, 35, 36, 37, it was so strong that by chapter 5, you see, one of them sold everything he had. He gave to the apostles' feet everything. By chapter 5, you see, he brought the money, laid it to the apostles' feet. By chapter 5, Another couple, Ananias and Sapphira, they sold and they kept back something. God killed them. Shh, I'm sorry. God killed them. Because this was what gave birth to chapter 5. People don't see it. Because it's a continuation. It was a continuum. So he's telling you how people gave. And I said, but there's a couple who, that thought they could lie to the Holy Ghost. God dealt with them. So giving was so important that those that were deceitful in giving were dealt with by God. You can see how giving was in the early church. Those that were deceitful were dealt with. It was their money, but they just they even lied to God. They lied to God. Number three, God was unhappy with the couple who kept back their gifts. Number one, disciples had everything in common. Number two, they gave all so that they could have no lack. Number three, the God was unhappy with the couple who kept back their gifts. I have not said God is unhappy with you, but I only read the Bible to you. God was unhappy with the couple who gave back their gifts. I have not said God is unhappy with you. I have simply read the scriptures to you. God was unhappy with the couple who kept back their gifts and lied. I think if they had only kept back their gifts and not lied, Maybe the Lord not kill them. It was a lie. They now lie to God. I gave all. Number four. The church contributed to help weaker believers and weaker churches in Jerusalem. Acts chapter 11, verses 27 to 30. Acts 11. Acts 11, verses 27 to 30. Quickly. Give me Acts 11. Quickly. Give me Acts chapter 11. For you to know that the early church was a giving church. Very giving church. In Acts 11, Agabus the prophet came to the scene. He prophesied there will be a famine in the land. Years after, in the days of Claudius Caesar, there was a great famine in the land. In verse 20, 30, 30, 30, 27, the Bible says, the apostles that were in Antioch, Paul and others, raised money and they sent to Jerusalem, the headquarter church. Because the headquarter church was a poor church. They had more believers in the headquarter church that were poor. So Antioch was a rich province. They raised money here to help the poor disciples in chapter in Jerusalem. So that was the church that was in the book of Acts. So headquarter church will help first church 
That's not bad. That's not bad. American church can be richer than Aja church. They can raise money there to help our Aja branch. That's not bad. And our members everywhere to be supported. One to carry the other. Acts 11. First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 2 to 5. The same passage. Paul said, when I come to you on the first day of the week, make sure your gathering together is ready. I want to take you to give our weak brothers. So you see a church that was connecting with themselves. Connecting with themselves. Helping themselves. Very clear. Second, your liberty to Jerusalem. To Jerusalem. Because Jerusalem, they were poorer there. But guess what? That was where the seat of power was. Yet, they did not despise. Oh God. I don't want to go there. You didn't get that. Where was the seat of power? Judge. Where was the seat of power of the early church? Jerusalem. Where was the capital of poverty in those days? Jerusalem. Did they move the seat of power to where there was wealth? Today, where is the seat of power? Where there's wealth. <laughs> You're laughing. It's capitalism. Because it's money that is running. But the early church was so spiritual. Being that our headquarters is poor, let's just support them and fund them. Number five. Paul mentioned the word of God. The word of our Lord Jesus Christ about giving to the poor. I, I read that. Acts 20 verse 35. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, how many of you now understand how I started to say, I will show you when it is more blessed to give than to receive. Of the five kinds of giving, when is it more blessed to give? When? Eh? Charity. I have showed you all things that how you should labor and you ought to support the weak. Oh, daddy, support the weak. So to remember the word of the Lord. So we're speaking about this. Listen to me. Let me twist it. If it is no more blessed to give than to receive when you are giving to a business home. That's not the giving is saying here. This giving is charity. That is when it is more blessed. Thanksgiving is not what was saying here. Responsibility to your parents or your son is not what he's saying here. It's when you give to the widows. The widows indeed who have no men in their lives. Give to the orphans. Pay school fees. Give to the poor. Then those that cannot recompense you, it is more blessed to give to that cause than to receive. That's when the Bible says it's more. It says, remember the word. People don't know it's not all giving. Not all givings that can qualify for this scripture. Do you get it now? It's not all kinds of givings. So this particular giving has been defined and described as charity to your pastor. If you have a man of God that you like and you're saying, I'm giving because I don't want back in return. That's the prophet's offering. If you're giving to somebody, that's why I like sometimes anonymous giving by the church, not by 419. What your right hand gives, don't let your left hand know. That's unknown. Why? I don't want my left hand to say thank you to me. I'm giving to us a school fees. Nobody will know. We have a pool in our church. I'd rather put my money there. 
I'll tell the people they help us fund school fees for people. So they will not come and say, Reverend is one pay. No, or daddy, I don't want them to know. But if you see people that want them to know they're the ones giving, that's not charity. Anymore. It could be charity, but you want them to know it is me giving you so you can come and say thank you to me. Let them say thank you to God. And God that sees you in secret will reward you openly. We have to do it the way the Bible says you do it. I'm sure, man, those poor people did not know the rich people selling their lands. They only mention one in the Bible. All those rich in the church selling their lands, they didn't put their names out in the Bible. They only mention one for us. And the, the apostles are the least of all the rich. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Paul was arrested. Number six. Paul was arrested when he brought gifts to the poor. Acts 24 verse 17. Do you know that that was where he came? The, these are seven acts of giving. Now, after many years, I came to bring alms. What kind of giving? Charity to my nation and offerings. Alms and my offerings. It was charity he brought. When he brought the charity, he was arrested. Finally, there was a woman that died. It was a gift that spoke for her. Just like the centurion in Acts chapter 10. It was his gift. Bible says, your prayers and alms. I strongly, I strongly, oh Lord, I strongly believe that alms can speak for man. Dokas. Dokas. You remember how in Acts chapter 9, the widow said, they brought up Acts chapter 9, verse 39. When Peter arose and went to them, and when he was come, they brought him under the upper chamber, and all the widows stood by him, weeping, showing the coats and the garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. Her good works spoke for her. Her hands given spoke for her. Centurion in hands spoke for him. Dorcas, her hands spoke for her. Is there? And then Peter had to pray, and Dorcas came back from the dead. Hallelujah. The church didn't always have money. He said in Acts 3, silver and gold have we none. In Acts 8, they said, Thy money perish with thee. In Acts 24, Paul did not bribe. Paul did not bribe. Felix was expecting Paul to bribe. Felix. Acts 24, verse 25. They were expecting Paul to bribe them. When Paul did not bribe them, they said, Let him go. Paul did not bribe. Can you imagine? The governor was expecting Paul to bribe. And as he reasoned eh, of righteousness, eh, temperance, judgment to come. Felix trembled and answered, go thy way for this time. Eh? When I have confidence in him, I will call for you. Look at the next verse. 26. He was, he hoped also that money should have been given to him by Paul. Why? That he might lose him. Wherefore, he sent for him often and often and often. Paul kept coming with the Bible. Bible. Oh boy, if you come in a Bible. Bible. For two years. What Felix wanted was a bribe. So that Paul could be released. The church was rich. The church did not bribe the governor. The church did not bribe. After two years, two years, two years, first of all, about you, they give Bible. This guy cannot give. That is, this guy will not let him go. Two years! Hoping that Paul will bribe him to release him. Paul kept going with the Bible. Bible every time. Right. Say something else now. Do something else now. The Lord will help us. When it is more blessed to give than to receive. Number one, when we give to the poor. 
two, when we give to kingdom charity, kingdom work, we're building our church very soon. We're doing our gallery. If the Lord speaks to you as a member of Ota or non-member of Ota, you can give 10,000, 50,000, 100,000, 1 million. We can't give back to you in return. We're doing our gallery. We're renovating the church. That's when it is more blessed to give. Don't wait until pastor calls me personally. I'll then give him money. Are you giving me money or you're giving the kingdom work? Evangelism. Soul winning. Those are the things you give to that nobody can give back to you in return. Number three, when we give to widows and orphans. Let's have a widow's pulse. Widows indeed and support them. They can't give back to us in return. Let's pay school fees. That's when you give and you can't get back in return. When you give a prophet money, that's a prophet offering. That is when it is more blessed to give than to receive. How much should I give? It has nothing to do with quantum. It simply has to do with giving. It could be 5,000. God said the widow's might was heavier than the riches, the bags of money. So people say, when I'm rich, I'll give. No, if you can't give now, you'll never give then. Giving has nothing. Giving is a spirit. Giving has nothing to do with wealth. I found out. Giving is a spirit. It's, it's a grace. It has, the Bible says grace to give. 2 Corinthians 8. Pray that God will bestow upon you the grace to give. Eh? Giving is a grace. So don't say, Reverend, that what? When I become wealthy, I will give. It's not true. If you can't pay tight on 50,000, you will never pay tight on 5 million. But to pay tight on 5 million is more expensive than 50,000. You say, ah, this whole money going to Pastor George? Ah, it's not Pastor George. You won't pay. Give. The early church had acts. The first act was act of prayers. Second act mentioned in the Bible is act of giving. The early church was a giving church. Jesus was a giving person. In fact, we found out from the giving of Jesus that his treasury was used to help the poor. Remember? Judas complained. The apostles complained. Jesus said, leave her alone. She has given to the poor. The poor you have always with you. Because they were thinking that they should give to the poor. Brethren, let's pray that the acts of the apostles will be done today in our own days. Let's be a praying church, a praying people. Let's be a giving church and a giving people. The Lord bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. Put your hands together for Jesus. Thank you for listening. 